Hello everyone, welcome to the Mirrors Made From Scratch podcast. The aim of the podcast is to share and discuss all things nutrition, menopause and fitness with you. We're huge believers in consuming foods that will benefit and nourish our overall mental and physical health and I can't wait to share insightful knowledge with some amazing guest speakers. Hello, today I am really excited about the talk today. I'm usually always excited about everyone I speak to, but today this is a really different topic um, around menopause, which I don't think is discussed very often. And I'm not actually sure whether there's an awful lot known about it either. So today I am totally delighted to invite Shabnam um, to the podcast and we are going to be talking about um, teeth and menopause. That's gonna be the, the, the topic for today. Shabnam, welcome. Hi, Mira. Thanks for inviting me. Please tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, um, and then we can I can get stuck in and ask you some questions. So just tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah, sure. So uh, my name is Dr. Shabnam Zay. Uh, I'm a dentist. I'm a mum. I'm a business owner. Um, I own a dental practice, a female-led private dental practice called West House Dental, uh, which is set in Pinner Memorial Park. Um, I've been a dentist for 19 years. And I'm very much focused on preventative dentistry and, um, yeah, and educating. So thank you for inviting me and allowing me to speak to your listeners. Oh, no, thank you. That was lovely. Great introduction as well. So I know we're, we're quite, quite local, actually. And we, we've met up before and there are so many things that, um, how can I say, there's so many things based around oral health and, and teeth and everything else that goes in there and, and happens within your teeth that we just know so little about. Many of us are just kind of focused on the kind of, you've got to brush your teeth regularly and do a bit of flossing and make sure you visit the dentist. Uh, but I know in the very brief kind of discussion that we had, um, there's just so much more. And I, and I approached you um, a little while ago because I actually had a, a client who came to me who was having really, really sort of serious issues with her gums. Gums were receding, her teeth were, 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 were changing, her mouth was changing, and no one seemed to have any explanation for it. Mm. And I, at the time, just said, well, you know, if, if your bone health is affected during menopause, um, perhaps that's got to do with it. Perhaps it's because you're going through the menopause and your estrogen and progesterone are changing that actually there's something going on in your mouth. Is that is that possible? Is that something that's even on the radar for, for yeah, dentists? Yeah, totally. So I'll be honest. There's there many of the oral problems that women face during the menopause are multifactorial, and what yes. that means is they have multiple causes. So yeah. sometimes that's quite hard to diagnose the true cause because there can yeah. be so many things that influence it. Um, there also isn't really that much um, evidence in terms of yeah. studies or very good literature where there's a big enough sample base of um, participants to really gauge the true um, evidence to guide uh, clinicians in advising their patients. So some of what I'm going to say is pretty much anecdotal just from my 20 years in dentistry, being a woman and being quite a holistic dentist. So I really truly believe in not uh, treating the problem, but treating the cause. And I always try and look at my patients as a whole. And sometimes it can be something non-dental that's actually causing causing the problems so some of the things that I see that women suffer with um, especially in their mid 
40s um, plus are things like sensitive teeth, um, bleeding gums, suddenly more advanced gum disease, loss of taste, um, more or thrush infections, Mm. ulcers, things like neuralgias. And I feel a lot of these things are kind of interconnected. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's so interesting that you say about your um, the research and the lack of research and also mm-hmm. about anecdotal and your experience, because actually, um, from my own point of view as well, when I was researching, looking into things, um, even wider than just the menopause, there's very little research on anything with women. OK, I've just found that there's very little research on the whole, even in the fitness industry and anything I'm looking at, and I'm trying to figure out, you know, um, for example, creatine or something like that, just anything random that I'm thinking of that it should be so much research out there, and there is, there's actually very little female-orientated research. And that, I think, is 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 a, a big, big problem. But the yeah. thing that I've realised, Shabnam, and I think what you're probably going to end up doing as well, is my I'm creating my own database around uh, based on the women that I am helping. So... It's not about, like you're saying, your anecdotal um, evidence, your experience with what you're seeing, but you're beginning to, you're probably seeing, as you're saying right now, a pattern of things that are happening. And and I do believe it's all very multifaceted, you know, um, it's not just one discipline that needs to look at this, it's everybody, because it's your whole, you know, women don't just, as humans, we're not just like, oh, well, it's our teeth or it's our this or it's our that. You know, it's sort of everything really, isn't it? Yeah, and also sometimes... A lot of the anxiety around these issues result from the fact that there's no information out there and that actually makes the problem worse. Yeah, so sometimes yeah, yeah. just having the advice of where to go or what help to get or possibly even just something as simple as changing toothpaste, yeah. just something to kind of help resolve the problems um, yeah. is sometimes yeah. all people need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Have you? The other thing I've been hearing a lot of, you know, all those symptoms, by the way, which is it's really interesting because I'm listening to this thinking actually should that be uh, so we have a menopause uh, questionnaire um, I also have a, a, a form that I send out to my clients when they join our program or, or, or anything that when they're working with me and actually we don't really cover any of those kind of symptoms that you were saying however I'm hearing a lot more of the symptoms you mentioned um, mm. and definitely sensitivity in the mouth but also another one that has come up quite a bit recently is burning mouth yeah um burning mouth syndrome i'd never heard of that before about let's say probably about six months ago um until a friend of mine actually said to me this is what's happening to me i'm like oh my god it sounds horrific but yeah um, so from from studies that i've kind of seen that do exist so one of the things that's really hard with studies is you have to standardize a lot of the information to really truly see what the defining um causative factor is And I think everyone's menopausal symptoms, hormone levels are so different. It's hard to kind of standardize that because we can't standardize our bodies. Um, But about like, I think about 20 to 30 percent of women are affected by burning mouth syndrome at some point um, during their menopause journey. Um, And it's basically a sensation. So it's the most common symptoms are burning or tingling or numbness of the mouth, almost as if you've burnt your mouth really badly on mm-hmm. something very hot. That's kind of the mm-hmm. sensation. And for some people, it comes and goes. And so some people, it's actually permanent. And it's really, really uncomfortable, <laughs> really uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's so distracting. Imagine constantly your mouth being sore. It affects your speech. It affects your eating. 
Um, and it's non-identifiable. So when you look in the mouth, there's there's nothing actually there. So if you showed it to somebody, your tongue would look normal. Um, most of the time, it affects the tongue, although it can affect other areas of the mouth. Um, and the most frustrating thing is idiopathic. And what idiopathic means is there's no, no, no known cause. So when there's no known cause, it's it's harder to kind of put your finger on how to fix it um and there's no really any definitive treatment but there are treatments out there and i've had patients that have had burning mouth and yes it has taken some time um sometimes it can be as simple as going to the gp and having a blood test um, and just checking if they're uh, deficient in anything usually um, zinc or iron or vitamin b's um also sometimes ruling out some allergies because some foods can trigger uh, more sensitivity in the mouth um, and also checking other hormone levels. Often it can be linked to an underactive thyroid. Yeah. But sometimes um, it there's no real cause. Um, it can be referred to um, the hospital and there's a specialty subject called oral medicine in dentistry. Okay. And they tend to kind of cover a lot of the these base factors that I've just mentioned, blood tests and things to rule yeah. things out. And once yeah. they've been ruled out, they can kind of give you a, a plan of how to manage your symptoms, whether it's with painkillers or with some form of medication. And a lot of my patients that have had um, antidepressants, not for depression, but yeah. just for the burning mouth syndrome, have had a significant improvement in quality of life. Oh, wow. Okay. That's really, really interesting, actually. Yeah. Really interesting. And I think, again, where you were mentioning things about the deficiencies um, and things like that. Um, so, Shabnam, it was really interesting when you said about kind of the nutrients and allergies and all of those things as well, because what we've also, what I've also noticed, again, with the women that I've worked with is quite often um, their sensitivities to different things can change. So they become intolerant to certain things or they get digestive issues, um, but also they're not absorbing their nutrients and things um, well too. And you mentioned yeah. about certain nutrients like zinc, and that's something we really promote and say really important uh, for the women to have. But there's also that thought for me, and again, we are just having a discussion and it's not there's no evidence to any of this, but for me, I also think sometimes things like stress can trigger stuff off. And I know there's a yeah. lot put on stress, but we are in that state where we're almost, a lot of us are like, we're so constantly stressed, we don't even realise we're stressed anymore. And then, you know, when something happens, we then have to stop and take a look. Yeah, kind of I, I really see that. And I see that yeah. in, in all age groups, actually. So stress mm. can manifest itself in, in many ways. So some people may um, get a rash, some people's hair may fall out. Um, in dentistry, a lot of uh, patients that have, often haven't had any gum problems suddenly get really aggressive gum disease um, and it's completely linked to stress Uh, and as soon as the stress is resolved the gums actually improve so um, stress and anxiety is one of the main factors for for all of the uh, conditions I mentioned today yeah 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 yeah. no I would imagine it wasn't so I think self-care looking after yourself being kind to yourself you know even just taking a few minutes out just to take a few deep breaths. Um, I actually promote mindful um, mindfulness toothbrushing. <laughs> so when oh, people brush their teeth, that. I'm I like, well, that. you've got two minutes, so you might as well yes. make the most of these two minutes and really kind oh. of enjoy the sensation, concentrate, focus where exactly the brush is touching, enjoy the taste, kind of really focus on what you're doing. You're so intently concentrating on what you're doing for your teeth 
Yeah. You almost zone out of all of your day-to-day troubles. And, um, and it's actually a two-minute meditation twice a day. So oh, we can all benefit amazing. from that. That is such a wonderful idea, actually. I was just thinking about that now. I think I, yeah, because a lot of, well, you've got to do it. You're absolutely right. You're there brushing your teeth um, and you've got those two minutes. So what would you, what would you encourage people to do? How would they do this, this mindful Brushing. So basically, I think whenever you have, um, whenever you're brushing, you should have a kind of set routine of the surfaces that you brush. So it's almost like a ritual. Um, And you always brush the outside of the teeth, the inner side of the teeth and the the biting surface. And you're kind of massaging the gum line um, and you brush one tooth at a time. So you're being fair to every tooth in the mouth. So if you start on one side and gently brush every single tooth for two to three seconds all the way around to the other side and then back um, and just kind of enjoy the sensation, really focus on what you're doing and just kind of forget about day to day lives. Because I know I'm I'm a mum and I'm always thinking I need to pack my my daughter's swimming kit and oh, have have they remembered to take their guitar today? And I'm always thinking about (laughs) this list of things to do. But when I'm brushing, I try and kind of zone out and just really focus on the task that I'm currently doing. Yeah, no, that's so good. It's it's like, a, you know, it's the same thing for when, I mean, I'm, I'm relating it to, to, to yoga, but when I'm doing my yoga practice, you know, I can't focus on anything else. I focus on my, where my body's going and on my breath and where that's going. Yeah. Um, and actually, you're right. What a wonderful way just to actually focus in on your on your your dental health as well as just focusing in on on you and, and yeah and I'm quite uh, pragmatic we're quite we're busy we have so yeah. much to do so we just kind of have to stack our habits to kind of make it work for us uh, yes. and I'm extremely busy and extremely yeah. stretched but yeah. I really value these little things that I do because I, I see the difference it makes in my life um, yeah. and the life of the people around me so um, it has an impact on everyone yeah no, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I, I have to say with the lady that, that I was in, in the, the client of mine in question, actually after being with me for eight eight weeks, she stayed a bit longer, so about 12 weeks where we changed up her diet, improved her protein and nutrients, but also got her exercising, moving a bit more, uh, focusing a little, like you said, you know, that kind of slowing down, doing a bit of the yoga and stuff as well. Mm. Actually her teeth, um, her teeth began to shift and then she also started hrt as well um mm. and then she found that the 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 mouth her situation with her mouth whatever was happening within her mouth uh, the gums and the teeth and everything all seemed to really really calm down and, and mm. they didn't get any worse so um, you mentioned hrt um also like affecting so when your hormone like your estrogen and your progesterone levels drop um it kind mm. of it can affect the saliva glands and the right. production of saliva now saliva is really important in our mouth because it protects our mouth from acid and from bacteria and when right. that reduces you're much more prone to getting tooth decay gum problems and infections wow. um, also if the mouth is drier it, it saliva is really important in simulating the taste buds so it right. can affect your taste um, some people notice their voices become more hoarse and it's just yeah. because their mouth is so dry um, right. so you know dry mouth is yeah. is one of the factors as well that can kind of increase your risk so you may have the habits from your childhood and you've been disease free all this time and then suddenly one thing changes which could be your saliva flow dropping a little bit and suddenly you're you're prone to more disease more cavities and you're like I never had this before why is it happening now but saliva's got a very um protective um mechanism and even being reduced slightly can have quite a significant effect in the mouth 
That's amazing. I didn't know that either. Yeah, and the other thing that causes dry mouth is stress and anxiety, yeah. um, medicines, dehydration, medical conditions. Yeah. So, you know, all these things, like I said, they're all interlinked. Yeah, um, but co- yeah. covering just the basic things, like I, I keep, sometimes I give patients advice and they just can't believe how simple the advice is. But actually, if you really just follow the basic principles, it, yeah. it cumulatively, it, yeah. on, on its own, it seems so insignificant. But when you add it up day by day, cumulatively, it makes a much more, um, much more of an impact on your health. So actually just brushing for two minutes twice a day with a fluoride yeah. toothpaste, not washing your mouth after you brush so many people I know wash their mouth after brushing and I'm like don't do it um hold on I need to go back on that because I still do that no Mira don't don't (laughs) okay so I give people the analogy okay so we use toothpaste because it's a medicine okay the medicine that strengthens our teeth If, if you had a rash on your hand and the doctor gave you a cream you applied this cream onto the rash would you wash your hand straight away no, not at all. no, you'd leave the cream on. So exactly yes. the same toothpaste has fluoride in it. You, yeah. you, you, the brush is obviously uh, dislodging any bacteria and food. You're spitting that all out. But the actual toothpaste has fluoride and that's what hardens your teeth. So the last thing you should do is rinse your mouth oh with a mouthwash goodness. or anything. You shouldn't do anything. <laughs> after. Just spit it out. No rinsing. Wow. Such a simple tip. Such a simple oh tip. God. I never knew that. I'm like a good old rinser because obviously in my, my day, my mum would be like rinse and I think because you've got all the dirty stuff in there now, rinse it out. So you literally just brush your teeth and you're suggesting, so actually going on to that, my next question to you was, um, you know, how would you, what are the kind of things that you would suggest and recommend that, you know, as you're just saying, some simple things about how we can keep our teeth healthy at any okay. time, but I suppose during menopause, because we are talking about menopause. Yeah. Um, it's it's but it's I I agree with you it's absolutely any time so the one is to brush your teeth and you've you've told us about how you've said about the kind of the outside the inside and then the surface and each tooth one at a time and and along the gum line that's the most important okay along the gum line yes gum line yeah because often people brush their teeth but actually the area where the gum and the tooth meets that's the most important Okay, because they can all sit in there, can't they? Yeah. Bacteria and stuff. Okay, perfect. Second thing we've talked about is mindful teeth brushing, which I absolutely love. And now, revelation to me, um, <laughs> is don't rinse your mouth out. So you basically just, you brush, as we've just suggested, do all of that, spit out whatever it is that's there, and then that's it, leave it. That's it, exactly. Perfect. Oh, my goodness. Right, what else? Tell us. I'm like, this is... <laughs> so the other thing is, um, unfortunately, as we get older, there's that saying, long in the tooth, which means wisdom. Uh, our gums and our bones do recede a little bit just with natural aging anyway. Mm-hmm. So you tend to find that as we get older, more food gets stuck between the teeth. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I really recommend just doing something between your teeth once a day, yes. um, whether yes. it's floss or interdental brushes or a water pick, whatever it is you want to do, but just do okay. something once a day. Right. Right. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. I've I found I never really ever needed to floss before. Um, I never did ever, and suddenly it's like, whoa, where yeah. are these, <laughs> where are these gaps in my teeth uh, uh, coming from? And then yeah, now I'm a flosser. Yeah, I, uh, and unfortunately, if you don't clean them, then you're more likely to get cavities and fillings, yeah. and yeah, so it's just better to kind of maintain it. And actually, yeah. people have this misconception that when you floss, you create gaps between your teeth. Oh, but that, that. that's that not true that. that's okay. not true yeah okay. It's, it's, okay so flossing is good any flossing anything is good 
Um, I'd say nothing really substitutes a good checkup as well. Um, whenever you see your dentist, they do an oral cancer screening. Um, they check the gums. And sometimes gum disease we call a silent disease. So people don't know, apart from maybe getting a bit of food stuck between their teeth or maybe occasional bleeding, that's not really an urgent thing for most people. People think it's, it's acceptable. But yeah. dentists can actually tell you the severity of it and actually yeah. catching it early and treating it well can stabilize it and make the long-term treatment much more manageable and much more um, successful. Yeah. Leaving a problem till it's really bad usually ends in tooth loss. Yeah. Uh, and the biggest cause of tooth loss is gum disease. So just getting a regular check and a hygiene is like, it's like getting your car MOT'd and serviced. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Everything yeah. needs a service, even we do. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And I'm, I have to say, I need to make an appointment with you for sure. <laughs> you know, I've been saying it myself for a really long time, but then it's just like, but you're, but you're so right. It's a, it's a simple thing to do. Um, yeah. And even I, I get my teeth cleaned three, four times a year and I'm a dentist. I know how to clean my teeth, but I still value getting a professional clean because mm-hmm. they can see parts of my mouth that I can't. And, yeah. um, and I value that. And, and, well, I want to keep my teeth for the rest of my life. And again, it's anecdotal, but a lot of my elderly patients that are in their late 90s, the ones that are most mentally and physically active have their own teeth. So I think it's got a huge correlation to quality of life as we get older. So try and keep as many of your natural teeth as you can. I think you're I think again as you said it's just anecdotal but my mum has got hers so you know it, it is you're right you're right oh it's been so fascinating chatting to you Shabnam honestly I've learned yeah, so much and I think our, <laughs> our listeners will have really really picked up quite a bit there which I mean so so many simple things that you know um that uh, are easy to do um and and hopefully they will really make a difference and help uh you know help our audience I always ask Shabham before we leave there's a couple of things um one is I ask this of all um our guests and we love hearing about this um is if you would share with us one positive lifestyle habit that you cherish and you actually do yourself um Mm -hmm. if you share that if you wouldn't mind sharing that with our audience that would be really lovely Yeah, sure. So I, um, I was thinking about this really. And actually, the thing that's made the biggest impact on me in the last, I'd say, four years is reading. So before that, I never read, apart from dentistry books, I just didn't read. And um, I used to find going into bookshops really overwhelming. I just didn't know which book to pick. I was just, and I would, I'd buy a book and sit there and I wouldn't read it. And I don't know why. Um, and then about four years ago, I joined a book club and oh. it was a revelation. Somebody else picked a book. Um, they kept me accountable because we met every month. So I had yeah. had a deadline in which to read the book. And I really enjoyed reading and discussing the book with other people. Yeah. Um, and the best thing about it was there was one book in particular by Tom Hanks. And it was so bad. I couldn't read it. And right. I came to the book club a bit embarrassed thinking, oh, I'm really sorry. I haven't read the book. And everyone else kind of felt the same. And I realized at that point that I don't have to enjoy everything I read. Like, it just made me feel, I don't know, it took that burden away from me. And now um, I must read about 30 books a year. And all I do is tell myself I'm going to read one page. I never give myself an agenda. I'm just going to read one page before I go to bed. And I can't tell you how much it's opened my eyes to the lives of other women um people from different parts of the world and it just makes me feel so grateful for my current life Um, and it also teaches me because 
most of the problems we have in the world nowadays, people have had them before. Yes. And they, you've got all the advice just there in front of us. We just need to access it. So, um, yeah, I love reading about other people's lives and the intricacies of their relationships. And um, I've definitely learned from it and I've definitely grown from it. So I'd say just run, read one page a day. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. wonderful. I, I'm, I was an avid reader um, and then hit <clears throat> a stage in menopause where I, I couldn't actually read the page, read the words on the page. Um, and I've literally, literally just about hmm, four or five weeks ago, reached out to a friend and said, I need help. And she just sent me a whole load of books. And she's just read, just doesn't matter what it is, just pick it up and read it. She said, exactly what you said. I do, I read a page at a time or even a sentence at a time. I never, ever get myself in, in a twist about it, you know, getting my head all upset about it. Um, and I, yeah, the joy you get from reading um if you can make that time as you said and, and so so much so that I'm always telling my, a lot of my patients have amazing lives I'm like you should write a book and two of my <laughs> patients have actually written books they are in my oh, waiting room and yeah. Nikita Mesa, who's my business partner and I we love reading so much and sharing the books that we yes. love that we actually keep them in our waiting room in our practice we have a, a practice book club so pay, patients oh. can just borrow whatever books that we like and we just oh, leave it there for them to borrow so Sounds yeah. really lovely. I'm I'm on the on the way to getting a, a book club uh, set up for us as well, for you know the girls, ladies who join the menopause uh, community as well because I think it's such a brilliant thing to do. But yeah, that, it's so fun. You're you're absolutely right. Um, it, it's such a wonderful wonderful thing. And thank you for sharing that with us, Shavon. It's actually been such a lovely podcast, and and listening to you has been an absolute joy. Where could people find out more? about you i know you are actually coming to our um one of our uh face-to-face menopause coffee mornings but it's actually an evening i think it's on the 13th isn't it july you're coming to see us yeah that's correct yeah i think sometimes um with all these kind of things sometimes the advice is more bespoke so it's going to be really nice just to talk one-to-one to some of the the um, participants coming yeah um so my uh my practice is in northwest london in Penner. Uh, it's called west house dental and that's our social media handle so west house dental on instagram facebook uh, or on google and for me um my name is dr shabnam zay so that's z-a-i and again you can find me on instagram um and facebook that's wonderful thank you so much for joining us it has been no, totally insightful now honestly what you're doing is amazing because I think sometimes just having access to the help or some advice honestly reduces the anxiety of so many women that in itself it's it's helping not only them, their families and everyone surrounding them. So I, I see how hard you work um, outside the scene. So, you know, thank you on behalf of everybody, including myself. Oh, thank, you. thank you so much, Shavnam. It's a real pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening in. If you have any questions about our Don't Pause for Menopause course, our products, or need some advice in general, please just send us a message and we would be glad to help. You can find us on Instagram at Mirrors Made From Scratch, on Facebook at Mirrors MFS, and our website, mirrorsmadefromscratch.co.uk.